I never thought I'd be 40. I mean, who does? It's not like we're in the prime of our 20s dreaming of the day we'll be middle-aged. It kind of sneaks up on you. And now, here I am, closer to 50 than I am to 40, and sure, I'm mostly emotionally stable, I'm single-handedly raising a family, and for all intents and purposes, I'm settled and mature. So why do I still question my life's purpose? Why do I sometimes think there is nothing left for me to do or offer? It's that life fork in the road where one way is the same thing it's always been, and the other is possibly a new and different adventure that feels scary and far too young for my middle-aged blood. But that's the golden road, the one we're never too late to take, the afterglow. I'm Jenny B, and this is it, actually. This is it, actually. Take a sip and grab a seat, cause this is it. So you may be wondering what the heck I'm talking about when I say the afterglow. It's a few things. It's an Italian rock band. It's the lasting warm and fuzzy feeling one gets after a psychoactive drug has worn off. It's the lingering feeling of sexual satisfaction post roll in the hay. It's the magic hour pinkish sunlight we see in the sky that appears to be suspended in motion. And lastly, but most importantly, yet not surprisingly, the afterglow is also a Taylor Swift song. The way I see it, the afterglow refers to that dreamy, sparkly place that continues to thrive and exist even after you think you've driven past the age where nothing good happens anymore. Imagine a road lit up by fairy lights and fireflies and you're driving along with the windows open and the music cranked and there is a lot of good stuff straight ahead. I've probably just lost any male listeners I may have had, but if you're still here, hello to my brother and boyfriend, this episode's for you too. Career changes, life changes, midlife changes. I don't say crisis because it doesn't have to be gross. It can be liberating. If this pandemic has taught us anything, it's that we sure can figure out how to pivot. A really long time ago, but actually not that long ago, humans didn't live much past 40 years old. You were considered to be middle-aged in your 20s. So now that the average age for life expectancy in women has increased to 84.2 and in males 79.5, it makes total sense that there are career changes and life changes happening in our 40s and 50s. There are also full careers for people who coach and mentor people in midlife on how to start over, or I suppose how to start again. And to be clear, you don't need to leave your marriage or get a whole new job just to reinvent yourself. Anything you count as new, different, or courageous is yours to claim as reinvention. The key is, you actually have to believe in yourself that you can do it. There are so many things on my life to-do list. Sometimes it can be very overwhelming. And if I start thinking about the time between my 20s and now and the things I've done, but mostly the things I haven't done, well, that's a crazy dark hole I advise myself not to go down. I recently wrote a letter to my younger self, and good gracious, I have so much advice for her. But I also know that letting her figure things out the way she did brings me here to this version of me, and that's not such a bad thing. Life is made up of so many cycles. We are in constant change and flux. Think about what you've done up until this point. Even if you've had the same job your whole life, haven't you actually accomplished so many things? I look back from the perch of my 40s and see a life pretty well lived. I'm a single mom raising two girls on my own. I do a lot of things for money. Wait, that sounds weird. I have an assortment of jobs that provide a paycheck, but my most consistent gig is in TV. That means I generally spend my days with cool, creative people, but it also means I never really know where my next job is coming from, hence the alternate skill set. 
I juggle gymnastics, dance, and cheer classes, them, not me, with birthday parties and tutors and coming and going pretty constantly. I've learned to rely on favors, friends, and family to help me raise my daughters. Dating post-40 was a special kind of fun, and by fun, I mean the exact opposite of that. I used to get asked out by guys in their 30s, and I guess I should have considered it a compliment, but it usually ended with, I'm not looking for anything serious, or I actually didn't think the age difference would bother me. Thank goodness for perseverance and my personal vision board because I eventually met someone who was age-appropriate for me and didn't mutter either of those things. I'm starting to see thicker than fine lines gracing my face, my gray is officially winning the war on my head, and do you remember that episode of Sex in the City when Samantha slept with the old guy and was mortified by his saggy bum in the light of day? Let's just say I recently amped up my squats routine after catching a glimpse of my unattended backside in the mirror. But that was my choice. See, that's the beauty of the 40s. You get to decide. I'm far more cautious these days, and sadly, I think way more about death than I ever did before. I'm not jumping on tables or staying out to the wee hours, and I definitely carry a more heavy emotional load. So yeah, it's not quite the life I was living two decades ago, but aside from the mom and droopy bum thing, I would like to think I actually haven't changed all that much from the girl I was in my 20s. I still love to dance around my kitchen, I still wear patchouli 25 years going strong, and I still have a thousand questions about love, parenting, friendships, life, and what the hell I'm doing with it. But something definitely switched when I hit my 40s. I don't consider myself overly settled, but I inherited a kind of comfort that didn't exist back then. In every decade, there is a learning curve, and as much as that is unbelievably scary for someone getting older, there is also a lot less pressure to, well, care. For all of the unexpected snags, the 40s also bring a certain kind of worry-free attitude. I was far less concerned about the 30-year-old guy who decided I'm too old for him to date long-term than I ever would have been, even five years ago. That kind of dumping would have sent me straight to therapy. Now it's a hilarious anecdote at girls' night. I mutually walked away from a marriage that was no longer serving me. And for a long time, I was downright twisted that there was no guidebook, rules book, any kind of book, really, that would help me with parenting and all the things that came along with it. The guilt, the worry, the lack of qualifications. Who gave me the authority to raise two human beings? But they're funny and nice, and they are every reflection of me combined with their own personal sparkle, and somehow, that just makes it all okay. I'm not all figured out and packaged up with a pretty little bow. I'm probably not even totally a grown-up. But this is it. This is the stuff. For every new bump in the road, every questionable career change, all the hilarious mishaps and every parenting debacle, this is the good stuff. The kids today, okay fine, I am a bit of a grandma, refer to people who level up as having a glow up. This is our version of that. We are not in our 20s and I think it's safe to say we should go against the urge to act, think, or look like someone who is. Allow yourself some grace, some patience, some room to grow, and a little space to step into the afterglow. Liz Doyle Harmer and Julie Watson co-own the Afterglow Yoga Studio here in Toronto, and when they had to temporarily close their doors due to COVID, they wanted to make sure they not only kept themselves busy, but that they continued to serve their community of women. So what else do you do in a pandemic? You start a podcast. Sounds familiar. They are two powerhouse women. Liz is a life and leadership coach. She helps people reach their full potential through self-awareness and self-mastery. Julie is a yoga, fitness, and nutrition expert who wants women to live long and healthy lives. Sign me up for all of it. Liz and Julie want to give women permission to boldly walk into and happily create their second act. The afterglow is for women who have spent their lives living according to the expectations placed on them. 
by family, society, their own taught beliefs. Quite simply, the afterglow is really just about your best life still ahead, no matter what your age. And I know it's cliche to say, but it's true. It's just a number and you are still glorious glowing you. I believe 100% that life truly does begin at age 40. For me, starting late 30s, I started to get these signs that the way I was being was no longer working. It's like I had run out of tools to deal with the complexity of my life. I was starting a yoga studio with Julie. I had four kids. My father's health was declining. All of this was, of course, happening against the backdrop of perimenopause. I knew I needed to expand my capacity to be with the stress I was facing. And I knew I needed to get in touch with the deeper, more truthful and authentic part of myself. And I had a feeling that it was possible to not only cope with life, but to thrive in it. So the way I find my afterglow is every morning through my morning ritual. This is a ritual that I did not choose. It's a ritual that found me. It pulled me out of bed early, starting about four years ago, waking me up, dragging me, pushing me down the stairs for a three-part routine. So I start with meditation and I do it in front of the coffee machine because I know I need that coffee reward after. And then I journal stream of consciousness style and then I run. And running for me is a practice of freedom and liberation. I run by Lake Ontario. I'm lucky enough to live close to that lake, which is called the Lake of Shining Waters in the Iroquois language. And it's a spiritual practice for me. So going through all of that process really led me to a place where I feel like my life is truly just beginning. I feel like I have fresh eyes. I feel like I'm standing on new feet. The hardest thing is the fact that the world still pulls me away. The fact that outside circumstances still pull me away. And the fact that old habits, old neural pathways pull me away. All of us experience getting taken away from ourselves, but all of us can always find a way back. The one big message I would give my younger self is that there's a reason why it's so hard. I had always been a person who had set big goals, who had big dreams, but every time I would get up and take steps towards those dreams, something got in the way and I would always give up on myself, give up on my dreams. Then I'd buy another self-help book, same thing. I'd pick myself up, I'd have a few days of success, but again, something got in the way. There's a reason why it's so hard. And the reason is that truly I have been or you have been conditioned away from who you truly are. It started at a very young age. It's not something you chose. It was a function of both your childhood upbringing, the culture you grew up in. It was determined by your gender and your race. And all of those things came together to put you in a box, a box that you did not choose for yourself and a box that you have been trying for decades to break out of. And so what I would say to my younger self is that it's not your fault you were put in this box. The intuition you have that there is someone stronger than you, someone more capable than you living on the inside, you are right. She is in there and she's trying to be freed. When I turned 40, I was living in California with my husband at the time and three kids. We had 
moved from Toronto to California for my husband's job and I had given up my dream of opening up a yoga or fitness studio in Toronto in order to move to California for the California dream. And I had every intention of creating a studio or opening up a business at some point in my future, but with the legalities of green cards and finances, it was not happening. And so at 40, I found myself pretty lost and feeling defeated, recognizing that I had given up a lot for my family, but I'd also given up a lot of who I was. I almost didn't recognize myself in some of the things that I was choosing, and it was kind of like a time of a reckoning. When I looked around in my marriage in particular, I had been looking for a lot of external validation, which I likely did my whole life. I had this dream and I wanted my partner to be like, yes, I believe in you. You can do it. And I was getting a lot of resistance and a lot of it's not worth it, which translated to me as you're not worth it. One of the biggest lessons I learned when I turned 40 was I had to learn to love myself, have a lot of self-compassion, but also I had to learn to believe in myself and know that it was worth it and that I was worth it. So I had to recognize that there was something within me that was allowing myself to give up on myself. And I wasn't gonna let that happen anymore. With this, it was love myself, my whole self, including my physical self. And I realized that I had used a lot of my masculine energy for a long time so that I could achieve a certain look and fit into a certain body type that was expected of me and that I expected of myself through intense exercise and pushing myself and, and having a structure and limiting and all the things that would create an aesthetic, but not really a feeling. When I changed my motivation, the purpose changed and then my intention changed and therefore my physicality, my movement, everything changed. And so I changed my motivation by changing the desire to look a certain way to the desire to feel a certain way. In my 40s, I have opened up a yoga studio. I have started a podcast. I have gotten a divorce. And so the hardest thing about finding your afterglow is really learning those life lessons. That's actually the best part too, because when I look back, I think, wow, I've come a long way and I've learned a lot. I would definitely say to my sweet 15-year-old self, you are enough. You're smart enough. You're funny enough. You're pretty enough. You are cool enough. Hold on to that self because the world will teach you that it is better to be structured and check the boxes and make the lists and have the budget. You can do both. You can be both grounded and you can also continue to embrace that free spirit, that wild that lives within you. I think that life really does begin at 40. So my afterglow looks really promising. My afterglow looks exciting. This is a tip, actually. I have a quote posted on my bulletin board. It's been there for years. It says, you can start over at 50. You can lose everything and come back. You can, with a little courage, become anything you want in life. So that's it. That's the tip. Try and see. You just never know. 
Thank you to Liz and Julie, queens of the afterglow, for opening up with their stories and for allowing me to see things a little differently from what's hopefully the middle of my life. They can be found at the Afterglow Podcast Official, and I will be joining them on their podcast, The Afterglow, very soon, so stay tuned for that. If you have an idea for an episode or know someone who would be a great guest, let me know. You can send your stories and ideas and just general good words to thisisitactually at gmail.com, and you can also see stuff and follow along on Instagram at thisisitactually. Message me cool stuff, but not dumb or rude stuff, because obviously. Thanks for listening. Now go say something nice to someone. This is it, actually, take a sip.